Revelation 12:11 And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony and they did not love their lives to the death. Welcome to by the word of their testimony and here is your host Etienne McClintock. Greetings and a very warm welcome. Thank you for tuning into by the word of their testimony. By the word of their testimony is not scripted and in many instances, like you, I hear the account of how God is led through his providence in the lives of people as they tell their testimony for the first time. It is my privilege to introduce to you in the studio today, Casey Butler. Casey, welcome to 3ABN Studios here in Morissette. Thank you. <laughs> it's lovely to have you here. Now, you're not a stranger to this area. You're actually a local. Yes, yes. I live in about five minutes away. <laughs> five minutes away. And also, you're not a stranger to 3ABN Australia Television or, well, radio. This is the first time, isn't it? Yes, yes. But television, you've done some work here before. Maybe you can tell us just a little bit what, of what you have done here for us. Yeah, so I did um, a series of cooking demonstration program things. And you're a chef. Um, I've done a cooking course. Okay. <laughs> not, not technically a chef, but yeah. But you're cooking. like a gourmet cook. Yeah, especially in plant-based. <laughs> plant-based gourmet. Oh, yeah, like yeah, okay. that kind of thing. So I did some demonstrations for that a few years ago and um, also some hydrotherapy and um, natural remedy kind of demonstrations as well. Okay, yeah I, yeah, I actually know one of the patients really well that you were demonstrating on. <laughs> yes, you do. I think it was about a year ago we were doing a program and I had to get uh, like charcoal I had to drink and yes, you were the, like, the nurse right. giving it to me. That was an experience and a half. <laughs> And then also I had to do like a foot bath, like a hot foot That's bath. That's right. And it was a hot and cold. I can't remember. Hot and cold. Hot yes. and cold foot bath. Yes. And then there also was this like ice friction and like a mittens friction, just like for chest, if people have chest issues and That's stuff. That's right, yeah. That was all done on television. So, yeah, thank you. You were. <laughs> it was um, an interesting experience, wasn't it? <laughs> it was an interesting experience from hot and cold. Um, yeah, very exhilarating. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but you did very well, and I appreciate uh, being a guinea pig, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> As part of it, yeah. yeah. Now, Casey, perhaps you can just uh, fill us in a little bit about uh, what you currently do. Okay. So currently I'm a student. I'm studying at Avondale College doing oh, a science degree, majoring in food and nutrition and biomedical science. So, food and nutrition and biomedical science. The food and nutrition part I understand because yeah. that obviously complements what you do as far as you know preparing meals are yes, concerned, that's and that's right. why you were on three ABN correct television with your cooking skills. Yeah, biomedical science. So what does that look at? So that's basically looking at human body, how it functions, um, understanding different aspects of things that are important in the medical field, like mm. microbiology and different things like that. Biomedical. It's basically. Um, it's like a pre-med course. So if you're going to go on to be a doctor, you could mm -hmm. do this, do that as your your like science degree to yeah. start with, um, and then go on to do medicine. Hmm. So I guess I wanted to do that combination of topics because I, you know I'm aiming to be a nutritionist and yes. having a good understanding of the human body in relation to um, 
the connections between how it works and how food <laughs> interacts mm. with it. You know, just getting that big picture of of um, the human body relating to nutrition, I thought it would be very useful. And also getting a bit of a tab on the medical world and everything as well. So that's my aims in terms of doing that course yeah. at the moment. So. Okay, well, that's fascinating. I mean, that is such a, a worthy pursuit to find out more about nutrition and health and the body and how it works and how nutrition actually has an influence yes. on the human body. I mean, there's books being written now by people that are saying that food is your is your medicine mm, and, exactly. and, and things like that and how prevention is so much better. It's much more cost-effective and it's so much easier on the body long-term yes. to stay healthy and be healthy by eating Good, healthy food and, of course, having a healthy lifestyle, which uh, basically, uh, I guess you advocate the eight laws of health. Yeah, that's right. So fresh air, water, you know, rest, sunshine mm-hmm. and all, all those things and trust in God. Yep. Um, yeah. I have uh, just recently we started a veggie garden and I'm not a, a, a big veggie a garden grower at all, but okay. I've been inspired by the people at 3ABN because quite often they bring their produce in and we have yeah. it for lunch and that. And I'm going, I'd like to do that as well. So <laughs> I've just started bringing in some rocket because we only started the veggie garden in winter, but rocket has been really flourishing. Mm. And apparently that is so nutritious. They they even make uh, medicines out of it, you know, sort of like homeopathic medicines yes. and that to help okay. people. And rocket is very, very nutritious. So I'm just fascinated by what uh, what you are studying. Mm. I'm a novice at it, yes. but I'm a novice student, so I'm learning okay. as I'm going at the moment. <laughs> so okay, that's, that's what you're doing at the moment. That is uh, very interesting. But let's maybe step back right to the beginning. You know, perhaps you can tell us where you were born and the family influences, who your family are, and you know, secular spiritual influences, and so and yeah. so forth. Yeah. So I was born in Sydney, in Warunga, at the oh. the Adventist Hospital there. Okay. Um, and born to an Adventist family, and uh, we lived in Sydney for about seven years, and then we moved up to. Um, this local Lake Macquarie area, hmm. and I've been there most of the time since. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, basically, my parents, um, my mother's a primary school teacher, my dad's an electrical engineer, but most of his life he's done work as, power, as a project manager okay. for a company that builds power stations. Um, and I have one brother, one older brother. So okay, so there's two, the two of you. Two of us, yeah, in the family. Oh, so. very good. Mm. Well, I do happen to know your dad as well because mm-hmm. we're both on the 3 ABN committee. Yeah. And so we right. get to spend a bit of time together whenever <laughs> there's a board meeting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, very good, and I've appreciated his input. Mm-hmm. Okay, fantastic. Mm-hmm. So brought up in a, in a Christian environment. Yes. You know, yep. Spiritual influences at mm-hmm. home. And born at the sand. I don't know if that gives you any uh, brownie points, but uh, yeah, it's, it's obviously quite a well-known hospital in That's Sydney. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Great. So uh, seven years there. Then maybe unpack this first seven years. Is there anything that sort of stands out in your mind in regards to influences? You know, in regards to your upbringing and things that you know either hindered you or helped you. Okay. To- um, I know that, like. My parents were very consistent in taking me to church, hmm. even as a child. So I know, obviously, I have hardly any memories of when I was so young. But sure. um, I know they all have an impact because there's so much foundational stuff laid when you're a child. Hmm. Um, and I know that by the time I was, say, seven or eight, um, you know, just starting to learn to read and that kind of thing, hmm. um, my mum encouraged me to have my own personal devotions in the morning. Um, so I had a little, I don't know, 
devotional book, which appropriate to my age, you know, pretty simple, but I, I would read that in the morning wow. when I was that young. And I think also my mum's example, because she was consistent in doing that too, having her own devotion. So she encouraged us to do it, but she supported she, what she was saying by her own example. Yeah. And so that had a big impact, um, I think, in just setting up those habits right from young age to be able to do that in mm. my life, which is nurturing your spiritual growth. So yes. that certainly had an impact. Then well, um, I just learned something there because I didn't realize I actually have devotionals for children. Okay, yes. Not having kids of my own, and I, I didn't recall. Well, that's wonderful. So yeah. if there's some parents out there who've got kids and the kids are starting to learn and read, they can mm-hmm. avail themselves to some of these books. Maybe go to an Adventist book center and yes. you can buy some of these little books for the mm-hmm. kids and they can start their own devotions. just yeah. appropriate for that age. Yeah, wonderful. that's right. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So that's good. Then leading, I guess, on from there, some probably the most significant influences that come to mind in terms of leading me to set on my path to follow God was basically um, lots of seeing lots of answers to prayer, mm. prim- primarily more from my mom because I guess to put the context for this is my brother. He actually is a special needs person, so he okay. has had lots of trouble with um you know, allergies and food intolerances, learning difficulties, different things like that mm. growing up. So um, oftentimes we'd be taking him to doctor's appointments and different things. And mum was, it was all obviously a learning curve for her big yes. time. And so the whole experience of having someone like that as her child meant that she was actually driven to have a much more close relationship with God um, in terms of depending on him for guidance in everyday decisions yes. and doing what is needed to help like when, when so much is unknown and you just you're just um, trying to help um, your son to be able to live I guess more normally you would say yes, yeah. um, you just I guess she felt a sense of need and so she would often pray and ask God, you know, what do I do here and what do I do next, you know? Mm. And so I guess I grew up witnessing a whole journey of um, learning how to depend on God and seeing answers to prayer and um, just God being real to Mm. a certain extent in in my family, that... um, helped me to decide in my mind that I wanted to follow God. The other thing that happened was my brother, even despite all his challenges, he was actually, he loved reading the Bible Mm. um, and listening to Bible stories. Like he did that from when he was four. He would have Bible stories and listen to them on tape over and over and again. And his Bible knowledge was just huge. He would just blitz all the quizzes that if you had a Bible quiz, you'd get them. Yeah, even as a young kid, he would just know the answers and just Mm. really take it all in. And he decided that he wanted to be baptized. He was probably about 12 or something. And yeah, so he made the decision to be baptized. I think he got baptized a couple of years later. And at his baptism, there was an appeal. Mm. The pastor appealed to those of us there, um, particularly young people, if we wanted to also be baptized. And um about a dozen of us put up our hand, including myself. Okay. And I know that seeing my brother going ahead and making that decision, that, well, for one thing, that started me thinking, oh, would I like to do that too? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so that obviously that obviously had an impact on me. And then... Um, so what's the age difference between you and your brother? Uh, 
two years approximately, two years. pretty okay. much. So you were about yeah. 10 at the time. Yeah, that's mm. right. That's right. When okay. I, Just when he was starting to talk about those things and then when I was starting to think about those things too. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but you've been having a daily devotional life from the age of about six or seven. Yeah. And so, okay, so this was just a natural progression, you know, based on yeah, your, your pretty own much, devotions. Pretty and, much. Yeah. Um, and I guess it's making a, a more... Um, solid commitment, I guess, in mm. terms of that thing. Yeah, so I ended up getting baptized about four or five years later. So when I was 15, I got baptized. Okay. And it's, yeah, it was interesting. Basically, my, I'd, like, I'd been through studies with a group of young people. My mom and the ch- children's ministry leader at church mm. um, did the studies with us. And then I did, then we got baptized. And, um, it was interesting because in my heart when I was baptized, I wanted to follow God. Mm. That was probably my primary motivation that I knew was definitely in my heart. But there's so much you don't understand still, even though you've learned things, you know, because it's just the start of a journey, really. Yes. So it was interesting because after my baptism, I went through quite challenging experiences, I guess you would say. Okay. It's like once you're baptized and you're more solid in terms of the direction you're taking, mm. the devil gets quite uh, antsy about that and sure, starts attacking you. Steps up his activity a bit more. So yeah. I just remember like the first two weeks after I was baptized, I was, it was like I was in this dark place. Really? With, I, like I imagined a description that described how I felt was it's like I was in a dark room with just a little gleam of light coming through. That's how it felt. Wow. Because, um, I mean, and even when I was baptized, mm. the amazing thing is, um, like, there was thoughts that were just jumping into my mind that, how can you be baptized? You're a hypocrite, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I mean, you don't understand anything. You you haven't got everything right. And I'm like, but I want to follow God. <laughs> I mean, that's why I'm getting mm-hmm. baptized, you know? So there's these just... Thoughts sure. that are being so the devil is trying yeah. to break down your faith exactly. Yeah, because exactly. we believe obviously in righteous by faith. It's not any merit on our own part. That's it's right. The merit of Christ. Yes. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And that's probably not an uncommon thought for many people. You know, it's, goes through this process. Many people are probably stopped from taking that step to commit to God mm. quite simply because of these thoughts. And I always believe if you've confessed your sin, yeah, and you're forsaken because you know that text in the Bible is it uh, in First uh, John which says if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just, first of all, to forgive, and then secondly, to cleanse. Mm. If we've confessed and he's forgiven and cleansed, so we're no longer under the power of that sin, there's no reason why we should feel guilty anymore. Yeah, that's we've right. We've moved on. Christ has paid the price for our sins, and we can accept that. But if the enemy comes, mm. recognize it as the enemy. Exactly. If you have done all the right things and you've accepted Jesus as Savior and as Savior from your sin. Yeah. 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 Wow. Okay, so that's... It's good that you're able able to share that because I think uh, many people will be able to relate to that. That's right, mm. and it, it is true because it's actually a common thing that once once people have made that commitment, then yeah, life suddenly becomes harder, so to speak, in terms of the, the devil's attacks. Yeah. Is and it because one, expectations are a little bit higher as well? You think that'll be a higher state of relationship with the Lord straight possible. after baptism? It's possible, okay. yeah. <laughs> hmm. um, one thing, one big lesson I had to learn through all of that was, though, that faith is not feeling. Okay, that's a good lesson. Yeah, because when all those doubts and fears and all these different things are just pressing in on your mind, you don't feel like exhilarated or (laughs) you Mm. don't feel like 
you actually probably feel more bad than than good because all those feelings can get you down. Yes. Um, but at those times, I had to learn to just basically take God at His word and say in my mind, "Okay, God has promised this. I believe it. Mm. You know, and um, I'm I'm just standing on that. And I think having to go through all that process was um, how would you put it? it? It actually did in the end strengthen my faith tremendously. Mm. Um, and I learned so many valuable lessons. And actually one thing that was really helpful, um, and I wish I'd read it sooner, I think it was about two years after I was baptized that I ended up reading it and I it answered so many questions. I mm. thought, oh, I should have read this before, okay. <laughs> is um, the little book Steps to Christ by Ellen White. Yes. Which is Great basically, book. yeah, t- teaching, you know, what things um, are the, the steps in, you know, coming to Christ and learning mm. to walk with him. And it just answered so many questions and clarified so many things in my mind that I'd really struggled with over you know, the period since I was baptized. And I thought, oh, if I had known this before, I might have, you know, not had such struggles. But anyway, yeah. that's how, how that happened. But, um, yeah, the other things that that happened during that period is I guess I just, I just became more and more aware of how, I don't know, my, my heart was just not right in terms of had felt like all the, the, the um, senses of sin I guess you would say but it's basically um, like feeling discontented feeling like ambitious prideful selfish all of these things and at the same time I'm sensing and realizing all of that um, I just well then of course the idea that I'm a hypocrite was even more because you're going to church and you you think you're a Christian and everything but in your heart you say no but my all of these things aren't Christian in terms of motives for doing things um you know they're all wrong this they're, they're not they're not up to God's standard mm. and um being aware of that I guess it it drove me to God even more, I guess, because I'm like, well, God, you you got to be able to help a hypocrite or you got to be able to help yeah, a Pharisee or whatever, you know. Yeah. Well, there's um, no help in yourselves, is there? So no, that's even if right. you do feel like a hypocrite, you got to come to the Lord. He's the only one that can help you. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So all of so those. So this is over like a two-year period or more? Pretty or much, it? pretty much. That was most okay. intense in terms of. Just so, struggling a lot. <laughs> so was this something you sort of, you know, were just internalizing or did you actually talk to other people about it as well? Yeah, internalizing is a great word because okay. <laughs> that's exactly what was happening. Okay. Um, I didn't get to talk to too many people because most of the time I didn't really know how to explain what I was going through. I didn't mm. really know what to ask. And um, I did ask some people questions because that's the other thing I started doing during that time is I started to um, pray that God would show me Jesus, that I would see Jesus. Right. Now you think, I've already decided to be a Christian. Why would I say that I'm wanting to see Jesus? Well, the fact is that, yes, I wanted to follow God, but if you want, like if, I was, if you were to ask me at that time, what does Jesus mean to me? There's not much that I could have said mm. because I didn't really appreciate in my heart what he had done for me personally. Right. And 
some things that had helped me have that awareness was I started doing outreach and I thought, hang on a minute, here I am going to door to door to trying to tell people about Jesus and I don't really have anything to say about what he's done for me personally, you know, mm-hmm. I, like I didn't feel like I did. Yeah. Um, and so that made me seek a deeper experience. And the other thing, I read a book, it was actually a book, um, I don't know if you've heard of it, Brother Yun, um, The Heavenly Man, it was about a Chinese man who had just an amazing walk with God. Mm. Um, and yeah, his experience and just the way in the book he told about what God had done and how he loved Jesus and everything, um, it made me feel like, wow, I don't have any of that in my heart for God. Yeah. So it's made me seek a deeper experience. Mm. So I just, yeah, I started praying to God that he would let me see Jesus and appreciate for Jesus, what he had done for me personally in my heart. Because obviously I know it in my mind he yeah. loves me. I know yes, it in yeah. my mind that he's done that because that's what you've been taught all the mm, way growing mm. up. But I just didn't appreciate it. That was a big problem <laughs> in right. my heart. And um, so, yeah, I did ask a few people, um, church people and people as I had opportunity, you know, what did Jesus mean to them? Mm. And some of them had answers which were, you know, seems like it was meaningful to them. Others, I, I don't know, I don't even remember what they said much. Yes. So it didn't seem that significant. But um, it was just this, it was a big, how would you put it, inner journey that I went through. Mm. Um, and then there was some major, well, they probably little things, but to me they were major because they helped me so much in actually internalizing that um, that that walk with God and more and um, helping me to appreciate what God had done. Yeah, one of those experiences was that I was, I got, found myself into a really difficult situation that I couldn't really get out of very easily. (laughs) And um, it was, it came upon me suddenly and basically all I did was in the moment of it, I just prayed in my mind, asking God for a number of specific things mm. um, to help get me get out of that situation. Yes. <laughs> and it was it was pretty incredible to me because right before my eyes, everything that I just asked for happened down to the minutest detail. Mm. And I knew that in order for that to happen like God would have had to have sent angels from heaven to do it and all sorts of stuff that happened like that. And um, that just totally blew me away. Like I I thought about that for months. It was months after that happened, just sinking in what, wow, God, you actually (laughs) knew every thought that was in my mind at that time. Mm. And you answered it, and then who am I that you would do that for me? Like, <laughs> that the God of heaven yes. would even think about me to do that. That was just mind-blowing okay. to me. So how many years after your baptism uh, did this uh, happen, this take place? Uh, this happened probably close to maybe 18 months to two years. So this is still probably within that period. Within that two year, first yeah, two-year period. struggling. So that was, yeah. It was probably about that, about that, month, that wow. long after. And that was something in all that time that was just helping me to mm. really internalize my walk. So your desire at this time was for a deeper relationship with the Lord, yes. one that actually reflected more 
an appreciation and a love for what God has done for you. Yes. And you weren't entirely satisfied with the way you felt about it. You knew you should feel more, but you weren't. Yes, yes And correct. you were seeking for that. Yes, that's right. Okay, well, actually interesting because in the, in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus in Matthew 5 says, you know, um, that those who hunger and thirst yeah. for righteousness will be filled, and that's a promise of his. Yeah, that's right. And you were hungering and thirsting for more, for mm-hmm. more righteousness. Mm-hmm. And finally, you know, God actually demonstrated to you mm. his love and his care and his devotion, regardless of how you felt. Yes. Because one of the things you spoke about, obviously, f- that faith is not feeling. Yes. Okay, that's been an interesting journey so far. Mm-hmm. But listen, maybe we can just take a short break here, and when we come back, we can unpack that a little bit more. Yes, that okay. sounds good. Mm-hmm. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Minute That Makes a Difference. I'm Margot Marshall. What difference would it make if you ate a healthy diet? You would eliminate one of the leading global risks to health. But what is a healthy diet? The World Health Organization lists five food groups. Fruits, vegetables, legumes, nuts and whole unprocessed grains. That's it. No mention of meat, poultry, fish, eggs, or even milk. You can check it out on their fact sheet 394. What a pity it's taken us so long to realise that the diet the Creator recommended to our first parents is still the healthiest diet. So, to eliminate one of the leading global risks to health, move towards a whole food, plant-based diet. It makes a huge difference. Welcome back to By the Word of Their Testimony. I'm Etienne McClintock, and you are listening to the testimony of Casey Butler. Now, Casey, just before the break, you were telling us about your desire for a deeper relationship with the Lord. That was something that was more significant, and you were saying that you were going through the subsequent to your baptism about the age of 15. Mm. For about 18 months to two years, you were going through this um, up-and-down roller coaster between unbelief and faith. Yeah. Between wondering what is it that, you know, what is it in your relationship that makes you feel the way that you do? Mm-hmm. You were concerned about your thoughts mm-hmm. and feeling they weren't meeting the standard. Mm-hmm. But how somehow God then intervened and showed you his love and care for you, his yeah. goodness. Mm-hmm. And uh, that put you on a different road upward. And um, from there, things started looking a little bit more positive for you. Yeah. I wonder if you can just sort of unpack that a little bit more. And you're saying there was a scripture possibly mm-hmm. that can actually demonstrate what you were going through at that particular time. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a scripture here that's right from Lamentations 3, which says, um, It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed, because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. Hmm. The Lord is my portion, saith my soul. Therefore will I hope in him, which is what I was doing. The Lord is good unto them that wait for him, to them that seeketh him. Yeah, basically, I guess in that whole period, I was was just seeking the Lord so much, even though I um, was having so many struggles. That experience where God answered my prayer... Um, and that really blew me away. That was kind of a real major thing in in helping me to realize that God really did love and care for me personally as an mm. individual um, and helped me to appreciate that. And you were saying that, you know, your prayer, mm. your needs and requirements at the time wasn't just one thing. It was a number of things. Yeah. And God answered all of them. Yeah. At that particular Specific. time when you needed him yeah. the most. That's right. Praise God. Yeah. Wow. 
Okay. Yeah, that's right. And then there was another experience also which kind of built onto this and taught me some things a little bit more. Hmm. And again, I was I think this was a little bit after that answered prayer experience, but I was still still trying to um internalize and appreciate that um God really loved and cared for me per- um personally and also to appropriate Christ's righteousness and his sacrifice on my behalf to myself. Mm, mm. So I was there was one day where I was out in the garden near we have an orchard on the property where I live and I was nice. out yeah, I was mm. out in the garden and I was thinking about um these things while I was out there and just again struggling to really appropriate them to myself. And then as I was walking back up towards the house, um it turns out that right in the line of my path where I was walking, I was walking kind of down a gully through the trees, gum trees and that, and um, it turns out that directly in the line of my path where I went, walked, walked up to the house, there was a feather on the ground. And mm. the feather was amazing because it was probably about mm, six inches, you know, half half a foot long, the feather. Mm. And it was red and black. It was a red and black feather. Okay. Right. And it turns out that it was a tail feather from a glossy black cockatoo, which is um, the only red-tailed black cockatoo which we have in this area around Mm. Lake Macquarie. And um, the reason why it was so significant to me was because I'm a bit of a bird watcher. So as soon as I saw the feather, I knew exactly what bird Which it came bird from. bird it came from, yeah. And that bird is actually kind of a bit of a vulnerable species in terms mm. of the habitat um, in some places more than others. So, I mean, it's rare enough just to find a tail feather of one of those birds, let, in, let alone So they're not one. a common bird. No, that's yeah, right. Can. And this is a tail feather, yeah. right? And it's red and black. And to me, that just spoke volumes because it's symbolic. You know, we think of... Red being symbolic, say, of, of, blood of the Jesus. blood of Jesus yes. Christ. Yeah. And then black is like our sins. Mm. And so in see, picking up that feather in the context of what I was thinking about at the time, trying to struggle and appropriate Christ's righteousness for me, it was as if God was saying to me that, look, my blood covers your sins, you know, and your the blackness mm. and insufficiency of your heart. And... That was just amazing to me because the other thing that that taught me was that God knows all about me as an individual because he knew that, well, for one thing, I have a hobby of bird watching and I love yeah. doing that. Yes. <laughs> and so he knew that I'd appreciate the feather even if it wasn't in that context of me trying to appropriate Christ's righteousness. Hmm. And so that that just showed me that he cared about me. He knew all about my interest. He knew all about what I like to do, my habits. Um, he just knew about me. He cared about me yes. <laughs> for me. Do you know what I mean? Sure. And it was a so, special moment because yeah. based on what was going on in your mind, this really meant something to you. That's right. Because you've read it, obviously, in the scriptures about yeah. his blood. You know, mm-hmm. they, our sins be as scarlet. They shall be as white as snow. You know, Correct. Uh-huh. As crimson, they shall be as wool. Yes. And this black with the red in it. I can see the significance of yeah. it. Yeah. So the symbolism behind it was was very special to That's you. That's right. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was another experience um, which helped just to, I guess, how would I put it? I think I would use the word settle. Settle me in terms of just accepting God and knowing that, he, yeah, he cares about me personally and everything and 
helping me to overcome any doubts, um, mm. realizing that God is real. That is a huge thing. Um, that it's not just <laughs> ink on paper, do you know what I mean? That God is actually real. Yes, yes. And all of that was helping to solidify that. And there was one other time where it, it, I think this was this was probably towards the end of that two-year period. Um, I went to a Adventist youth conference and mm. there was a preacher. I can't quite remember his name, but he was talking about the love of God and something about God would rather um, not risk the, like leaving heaven and not even being alive than to not have you there in terms of what Jesus did. You know, he, he died on the cross mm. and at the risk that, you know, That's that was eternal death. Deep you know. insight and a deep understanding regarding the gospel. That yeah. Just there. Yeah. And he said that. And when he said that, it was like the Holy Spirit just drove that home to my heart in the depths of my heart. And I just broke down and cried. And there was an appeal and I went up the front. And that hardly happens because, I don't know, I don't tend to be an emotional person where I just break down and cried, but I couldn't help it. You know, the Holy Spirit just got right in there Mm. and touched me so much that time that, that that thought just totally blew me away. So different things like that, that all played a part to to really drive it home to me that um yeah that God was really there for me personally and um since that period um I've I've certainly enjoyed a lot more stability a lot more just peace contentment um faith in my walk with God um I've still obviously been growing and still learning a lot of things but Hmm. after I'd been through all those experiences that that really meant that I was you know a lot more settled okay and um yeah learned so much through that <laughs> yeah wow so, so if mm. you look at um, when we've looked at the first 15 years of your life and yes. your devotional life from about the age of seven mm-hmm. uh, or so and then of course the decision your brother made for baptism at yes. his age when he was 12 you were about 10 and then you're mm-hmm. getting baptized 15 years later then the the conflict and the struggle yes. for about 18 months to two years. Yeah. Now, you're saying you're a lot more settled and a lot happier in yes. your relationship with the Lord That's subsequent right. to that period. Yes. So if you were to sort of try and put it into words, what's the difference between that two-year period subsequent to your baptism yes. and then also now the relationship afterwards? I know the experience helped you teach you something. Yeah. But as far as your mind or your mental processes were concerned, what changed? Um, I think it was a case of... It being um, my my experience converting from more than just a head knowledge to yeah. a heart knowledge. Okay. So, so would, yeah. Would you describe your relationship, I guess, in those two years? Yes. More as a transactional, uh, formal agreement with the Lord rather than uh, like a love heart relationship? Or were there still elements of both there, but. Obviously, there's a difference after the two years and after these experiences. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, probably I would say like when I was baptized, you know, it was probably more more a transactional kind of thing. You know, mm. it was an action. A, it was a a decision based on you know all the light that I had, all the sure. the understanding of the Bible and everything, and what I'd seen in my growing up years. It was a logical thing to do. That's right. Yeah. And I okay. and I know for sure that deep in my heart at that time, I wanted to follow God. That mm. was something that was a heart thing, okay. <laughs> more than I just mean. a head good, thing. Good. Yeah. <laughs> but there was so much more I needed to learn and appreciate. Mm. And I guess the difference between when I was baptized and then after this period was 
that all of what was a head knowledge that God loved me and that God had done this for me now became a heart knowledge and that it it meant okay. that I could talk talk about it and relate to that in, in a way that hmm. it, it just meant so much to so me. So Jesus more. became real and that's God right. became real. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And there was a real. connection with a real being through yes. faith. correct. And yes. a love relationship. Yes, okay. that's right. Praise God. Yeah. Wonderful. <laughs> okay, yeah. so that's obviously been a few years down the track now. Yes. So what happened subsequent to that? Yes, okay. Well, subsequent to that, um, I went through then a period, and this kind of stems off that, that last experience of that with that further, where I realized how much God knew all about my life and then also that he had a plan for my life. Okay. Um, and I read in some some books, um, of course, there's the scripture where it says that God knows the plans that he has for us, plans to prosper us and give us hope in a future. Yes, yes. And so I knew God had a plan for my life. And the other things, um, I'd read some statements where says that something like that there is not more surely a place for us in heaven than there is a special place on earth where God has assigned for us to work, something to that effect. Mm. Um, it's a, it's in the book, I think, Christ's Object Lessons or one of those books. Okay. Um, but basically the concept that there's a speci- God has a specific plan for your life, basically that's the concept. And so taking it on that um, and following on from that, I I just wanted to experience following what God's plan for my life is. Mm. And so my, my mom helped me to um, learn how to turn to God and ask him what he wants me to do when I'm making major decisions. So one of the decisions that I was going to be making um, or that I made when I was probably about... 1718 ish was I'd been to a, a, a youth camp and um, really enjoyed it and I wanted to go the next year and with the idea obviously fresh in my mind that I need to put all my decisions and big decisions before God hmm. um, I went to him with that one so I asked the Lord well do you want me to go to this camp next year yes. and every time I prayed about it and read like when I was praying, I would read from the Bible or um, other spiritual books and um, just listening to what God would impress me, what I should do. I came to the conclusion that, no, he didn't want me to go to it. Oh, okay. <laughs> and um, that was a bit of a struggle for me to accept because I really wanted to go. And, um, yeah, so eventually I just thought, okay, God, you're saying no. All right, I accept that. Um, and was I don't it, know was what it you through are... circumstances he was saying no, or you just impression in your mind? Um, no, it was more, how would you put it? So, um, like, I would pray about it and then read about how God guides you or something. And yes. whatever I read might say, well, sometimes that God might guide in a way that you don't want to go, you know. So, mm-hmm. and then it would come to my mind. Oh, I think God's saying to me, "No, I shouldn't do this." Okay. You know, He doesn't. He's got a different plan for me. Sure. So, different things like that. As I'm praying about it, mm. I just get this impression, or I read something, and yeah. God's that, speaking to you through His Word as you're praying and you're reading His. That's yeah. right. Okay. Basically, what happened, and so yeah, so I accepted that, and I thought, okay, I don't know what God wants me to do, but anyway. It was interesting because about 
five months later <laughs> after this experience, when I'd made the decision that, okay, God doesn't want me to do it, the following year, I was looking at doing a traineeship at Cedar Vale Health and Lifestyle Retreat, which okay. is a health retreat south of Sydney that hmm. is basically a lifestyle centre where people um, are treated to help reverse chronic disease and different things like that. Okay. And um, they were offering a, a traineeship there, and I was interested in doing that because I'm interested in health because all my brother's experiences growing up, just I, I saw so much value in the health message and, yes. and principles of healthy living and how that can make a difference in your life. And I just wanted to be able to help people in that way and, again, training in that. So um, I, I had looked at, at doing that course. And, um, yeah, the amazing thing was that, well, there was, there was an interesting experience connected with that because um, that was going to be starting the next year and that course is a full year um, okay. at, at that yeah. centre. The morning that uh, I'd sent some email inquiries to the um, administration there who were um, taking intakes, and um, the morning that they responded to my inquiries, about an hour before they they um, gave me a call, my budgie died. <laughs> mm. And my budgie I'd had for 13 years since I was five. Yeah. And I knew he was probably, he's an old bird. <laughs> he's going to die so sometime. He, yeah. Um, and I knew that if God, you know, if I was going to be going away, then probably, I don't know how he would cope because he was really attached to me. Do you know because what I mean? You guys had like a special relationship <laughs> as, far, as far as you can have with a little bird, budgie, you know? Yeah. That's right. Yeah, because they become a part of the family, <laughs> they don't do. they? Yeah. They do. And he's got a little personality <laughs> that you would have picked up on. And, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, uh, those kind of thoughts had been going through my head. And then when he died an hour before this phone call, I just thought, whoa, okay, maybe God's saying, right, you've got no more tires at home. You can go. <laughs> do you mm. know what I mean? That was the kind of thing that went through my mind. And um, so I, I went, ended up going. And the thing was that course – had would have started about the time that that camp was on, so that camp that I'd been praying about that God right. said no, okay, right? He yes. had this other plan that he wanted me to go to the health center to mm. do this training, and I couldn't do both, and so he led me to to do you know what he wanted me to do in terms of going to that health center, wow. and that was so faith building because you know it helped me to trust that you know God. God has a plan, obviously, but even if he says no, he's, yeah. he's got something worked out. So that's good. That is um, incredible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can so relate to that story. Can you? Yeah. 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 Last year, for example, we uh, were planning on going on holiday, going to Africa. Yes. It was a family, having a bit of sightseeing, and then going into Europe, visiting family, and then coming back. Mm. And then we just sort of praying about it, and then both felt that we shouldn't go on this holiday. Okay. It's wow. going to be a number of weeks, uh, four weeks or whatever yeah. it was. And if I had gone on that holiday, mm. um, some of the opportunities and things that have happened and discussions I would have had to get where I am now in this role with 3AB in Australia Radio wow. would not have happened. Wow. So there you it's just go. amazing when you're talking about that, just God reminded me of that whole yes. experience. Wow. Yes. Oh, praise God. No, it is amazing. So mm. um, I had a great experience there. Basically, the reason I wanted to go there was because I wanted to see um, – you know, there's there's um, the principle that the health message is like an entering wedge, so it helps p 
people, if you help them with their health, mm. then it helps them to become more open to spiritual things. And, you know, we see that in the in the gospel so much with what yes. Jesus did, you know, how went about healing people, helping them understand he cares about their physical needs and yes. then they can understand that, oh, he cares about my spiritual needs too. Mm. And I wanted to see, because often those kind of experiences happen to people in, say, third world countries or island countries or something like that and I wanted to see that happen in Australia I was like these secular people do they get reached by this too do you know what I mean Mm -hmm. I wanted to experience that firsthand and see how that worked so that was one of the primary reasons why I wanted to do that course and um, yeah I saw that many times actually you know we would be we would treat people and they'd come in coming off addictions and different things and first few days it's like they're (laughs) getting through withdrawals and struggling with all these things and um you know it's really tough but by about day three or four it's like the fog lifts and they start to feel better and sometimes they start asking questions about um you know what they see in the in the place you know the staff um they start asking questions about god and different things and become a lot more open and Mm. clearer mind and so yeah so did it you does see some work. dramatic changes in health and yeah. well-being and even mental health with people at yeah. Cedarvale that's right yeah lots of dramatic changes it, mm. it um yeah very rewarding as you see people come in and they're in quite a place and then they leave and they're like a different person they've, so they've right. had um you know such amazing experiences mm. and, and our health is so important oh it is our health is our wealth that's and right quite often people squander their health away doing all these other things that think will make them happy and then yeah. become more miserable through the process that's right but there's there is hope and if people want to recover from their health places like cedar vale are able to help them that's right and you say dramatically change things even in a matter of days in regards to just the mental function yep. and wow it's yeah the power of simple lifestyle habits and um yeah those those principles of health you know mm-hmm. nutrition exercise water sunshine you know temperance trust all of those different elements so these are know. things that are available to everybody That's out right. there and they Free can just learn charge. how to do it yeah <laughs> and they can go away and you know they can actually prevent and yes. also recover That's right Wow it's they're amazing Wonderful. Mm. So I had a good experience there really good and then since that time I also um I've done a number of courses. I did a plant-based professional cooking course. Um, I've done a massage um, certificate and did a nutrition diploma, all of that. Um, And now I'm doing my degree, obviously. (laughs) Um, So I I did do, you know, quite a lot of things just building on that experience since then. And actually, after I did that traineeship, I worked there for a further six months just as a therapist, just getting more experience. Yeah, okay, so nice. um, I guess <laughs> my direction is is pretty clear cut in terms of wanting to be um, able to help people in terms of health and that kind of thing, um, and also I guess spiritual health as well as as physical. Yeah, yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. so you, okay, you did your year course and then you mm. did six months of practical. Just work, yeah. That's so right. So when we were doing this recording for a three ABN television yes you weren't practicing me you knew what you were doing yeah that's right <laughs> okay. I that's feel right <laughs> yeah oh, that's good. right yeah so okay you, you're obviously no longer doing that you're doing your studies yes. so maybe you just in the few minutes that we have left mm. uh, maybe you can just close the gap between the cedar vale yes. and then just where you find yourself now yes okay so i finished up at cedar vale and then i moved up back here to the lake macquarie area and just did 
you know, I was finishing off some courses. I did, um, that's when I did the, actually the cooking series here at 3ABN. Okay. That was quite a bit of work, so. No doubt. It's a lot of work. It's got to go <laughs> that, into that, a half-hour television program or an hour television that's program. That's right. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I did a few a handful of episodes so you know probably it was a f- few months work mm. um, doing that so um, and then yeah I did that plant-based cooking course and um, that was for six months so I did that um, at the same time I was at home and yeah a nutrition course um, which was a 18 month course but I did it full time so I did it and half the time I did it in nine months um, that was a nutrition, just looking at plant-based nutrition, basically, and, and also lifestyle diseases. It was it was building on on my previous experience, I guess, but just gaining more knowledge. Yes. Um, so I did that at home, and at the same time, because um, I thought they were correspondence courses, I did them. I was helping at home as well because my my brother's situation that's actually been a huge impact on my life. Mm. Because actually, one thing I haven't mentioned is that when he was 12, he started having seizures. So he's okay. an epileptic. Um, and before so, that, what was his health like before the, uh, the epileptic seizures? Um, pretty good, it, comparatively, okay. <laughs> except that he still had lots and lots of trouble with food intolerances and allergies and okay. learning difficulties. Um, ironically, those things have actually more or less improved compared to when he was a child, but he's mm. now got the seizures so that that is uh, makes mm. it a lot worse, and yes. he basically is most well. He's oftentimes full time care, twenty four hour care. Okay. So, um, I guess it's fairly easy to comprehend the fact that growing up with influences like that can can um, direct a person in terms of wanting to help other people who have trouble with health. Mm. Um, but I know that even for his case, a lot of the you know, simple um, health principles like walking, for example, would help him a lot. Like we found that um, doing an hour walk every day was something really helpful for him, even sometimes, even sometimes in terms of um, widening the gap before the the seizures that he would have. So they're not quite as frequent, or not. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So different things like that okay, made a wow. difference for him. So yeah. a little bit of exercise and yeah. Mm, wow. Lots of things like that. So, um, so yeah, while I was at home doing these correspondence courses, I was also helping mum with, with him, yes. you know, around the house because it's, well, it's, it's a burden. Sure, it's quite, just quite a yes. Yeah, to care for him and, and be, um, you know, care for his needs. So mm. that, that um, certainly had a huge impact on my, my experience. Mm. Mm, wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, just in the last two minutes that we have, you obviously have shared your, your life journey with us, you know, um, what God has done in your life, your mm-hmm. your first 15 years, and then, of course, the baptism and mm. the challenges subsequent to that, mm. and then just how God sort of stepped into your life, even just with little small things, but at yes. appropriate times when your thoughts were ascending to God or contemplating certain things, little objects meant a lot to you and yes, just reiterated right. the love of God that you found in the scriptures mm-hmm. and, and supported that. Mm-hmm. But if there are other people out there who may be going through the same thing, mm. doubting, struggling, struggling with unbelief perhaps, yes. you know, they, they believe that the Bible is written and it's true, but they believe it's more for others because they don't feel 
they don't feel worthy. Yes. Have you got any words of encouragement that yeah. you might be able to share with them? Yeah, yeah. Look, there's a there's a promise. It's actually in Jeremiah twenty nine thirteen, I believe it is, and it says, "You shall seek me and find me when you shall search for me with all your heart." And basically, you know, if if you're going through that that struggle um, of trying to, you know, gain a deeper experience with God, or it doesn't seem real, or you know, it seems like God's asleep upstairs and <laughs> doesn't really care about yes. you. <laughs> yeah. um, then there's a promise: seek Him, mm. and you'll find Him. And I know that that is true because, well, that's basically what I did, and that was a text which gave me a lot of encouragement. Yeah, Jeremiah twenty nine thirteen. Yes, yes that's mm. right. So, yeah, that's that's probably one thing. The other thing that I would say, um, if you're already a Christian, one of the the key things that um, is important to learn is how to let God live out your life, His life in you. Mm. Basically, it's not about our own works. Even while after a Christian, it's not about what we can do. It's not even about trying per se to do the right thing all the time. Because at the end of the day, our heart is not right. You know, we need God to give us a new heart, mm. <laughs> as He's promised, and we need to have His righteousness live in us. And it's learning to. To experience that in your life, that means that you can have lots of, lots more peace, and um, consistency and contentment in walking with God. Okay, wonderful words for us. Just to take another quick break, and we'll be right back after these messages. Thank you for joining us on by the word of their testimony. If you would like more information about today's program, or if you have any questions, please contact Three ABN Australia Radio by phoning 0249733456 or you can send an email to radio at 3abnaustralia.org.au You can also contact us on our 3ABN Australia Radio Facebook page. We look forward to hearing from you. Welcome back. You are listening to By the Word of Their Testimony and we have had the privilege of listening to Casey Butler's Testimony. Casey, you were just saying before the break that, you know, it's important for us to, to seek the Lord mm. and that God would not disappoint us mm. in in that search. Yes, that's right. Um, yeah, certainly I've found that and he has promised to do that. And there's this, a text in Proverbs, you may have heard of it. It's um, Proverbs 3, verse 5 and 6. Mm. It says, uh, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. And, yeah, that is certainly what I've found. You know, even if there's something you don't understand or you're seeking a deeper experience or something, go to God. I mean, mm. He just put your trust in him. He has the answers, and even if, if you have no idea, then he can lead you in the right path. And then as you do follow his plans and his purpose for your life, then, yeah, he, he will lead mm, for sure. Amen. And he cares so much. <laughs> he, he does care. Thank you so much. You're obviously not just speaking from what you've read in the Bible, but you've also speaking from experience. Exactly. You've tasted and seen that the Lord is yes. good. Yes, amen. <laughs> Casey, thank you very much for sharing your testimony today. Dear listener, we pray that it's been a blessing to you and an inspiration to you. And we look forward to catching up with you year on by the word of their testimony. Until then.
You've been listening to a production of 3ABN Australia Radio.